Next on BYU Sports Nation, why it's hard to be independent. In the words of BYU Athletic Director Tom Holmo. What's the best part about being independent? I'll give you my opinion plus your thoughts across BYU Sports Nation. And NFL hopeful Paul Asika on chances of making a 53-man roster. And 6'10 Corbin Kafusi in Studio B, how he dominates his brother Bronson. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Michael Elisa. BYU Sports Nation, live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products, Wednesday, February 25th, wherever and however you have chosen to dial into the show. Great to have you with us. My name is Spencer Linton, teamed up on the desk in Studio B for the first time with the great... Michael Elisa. Michael, welcome to Studio oh, B. Thanks, Spence. And we should Good start it off with this. Happy birthday, bro! <laughs> oh, thank you. You're welcome. What are you going to do today? Probably just rest. <laughs> My body's kind of so, You know, I'm 25 years old, but I feel like I'm 80. You, yeah. <laughs> That's a real problem. It's just the life of a D1 athlete. That's that, how it goes. D1 probs. D1 probs. Did you see the coach's celebration last night uh, after the birth of twins to quarterbacks coach Jason Beck outside of the hospital? I did. I actually watched that last <laughs> night. I was laying in bed. You know, I, I, I like to scroll through my feed and... That's kind of like my, my therapy, catching up with everything I missed throughout the day. <laughs> and I see these guys just going ape. They're throwing diet cans of Diet Coke at the just ground. Cans blowing up everywhere. <laughs> I'm surprised nobody got hurt with all these metal objects flying through the air. Hear Mark Atuaya cackling in the background. That's so funny. <gasps> like, how are we going to celebrate, you know, Jason Beck and his wife Jamie having twins? Let's throw cans of Diet Coke. Yeah, yeah. Let's shake them up and just throw them as hard as we can at the ground. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah. It's really <laughs> funny. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we will tweet that out on our account, BYU Sports Nation, if you have not seen that. <laughs> but in all seriousness, bro, happy birthday. Thank you. The conversation you. alive 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and be a part of BYU Sports Nation. Tell us which great state you are joining us from. We like to hear where you're tweeting in from across the nation. The Twitter question today, Michael, is what are the hardest and or best things about independence from a BYU fan's perspective? Now, before we get to a tweet, I'd like to get your take on this this Twitter question. The hardest thing about, well, let me start with the best part. You get exposure. Our fan base is wide and we're proud and we're all over the nation, all over the world. And uh, you, you get to have BYU come play in your hometown every once in a while. All the guys down in Florida, we're in Connecticut, wherever we are, those fans are loving life because they get their home team in their home. And then the hardest thing, I know, I know it's hard for people to see their team not win a conference championship or not at least compete for one. I think, I think that's hard, and I think it's hard not having the, the assurance of being able to get into a Power 5 conference. That's a perfect segue into our first tweet in today from at T underscore Stins. Not having the thrill of playing for a conference championship is a major downside. Okay, so you, you've been on both sides of this, Michael. You've played for conference championships, and then you've been in independence as well. How, how weird was that for you to go through that uh, when you're – you know, de- dealing with the, the juxtaposition of those two very different schedules. It, it, it's all been exciting. I've, whether you're playing in a conference or not, you're going to love playing. Um, so so I, I think it's a different perspective from a player's perspective to a fan's. But I will say that as a player, when you're in a conference 
and you have a whole team shooting for one object, one one goal of winning a, a championship, it, it's it's so much more. Um, it, it just unites everybody more. And, and you lose one game, and the season's not out the window. You can still fight for for a conference championship. Okay. Whereas now it's a little harder because you lose one game, and you got to pick yourself up and say, "Well, we're not, you know, we're not yeah. going to a, a BCS game, but you know, we, we we can still have a good season." So it's just it's a totally different. It's mindset. just you different. See, yeah, you apples be and oranges for more sure. mentally strong. Plenty more of this to come, including Tom Holmo, who held his semi-annual roundtable discussion. With the media, he discussed everything from BYU's pursuit of getting into a Power 5 conference to relations with BYU football alumni, which has been a little bit of a hot topic. Other headlines include Seth Davis of CBS Sports saying that if BYU loses at Gonzaga on Saturday, the Cougars have to win the West Coast Conference Tournament to get in the NCAA Big Dance. we still got a chance. We so you're saying Gonzaga there's a chance. We're just saying there's a chance. <laughs> yes. Okay. Here's the thing. Jay Billis of ESPN says that they don't have to beat Gonzaga to get in the big dance. So differing opinions from two of the guys on the college basketball scene. Joe Lenardi of ESPN still has BYU as the seventh to last team out in his freshest bracketology. BYU basketball signee Zach Selyus, the only one coming in in this class, hit a three-point buzzer beater to advance his team in the Utah High School State playoffs. Really cool scene for Zach. A lot of people across BYU Sports Nation fired up about what that kid's doing. On that note, rise and shout, everyone. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The state of BYU athletics with Tom Holmo. Yesterday, Tom Holmo spent about an hour addressing all of the hard questions uh, from members of the media here locally uh, in Provo, Utah, at the Student Athlete Building. And Tom was transparent, as transparent as he, he could be as an athletic director. He, he addressed everything that you could possibly think of. Tons of questions thrown at him. We have chosen to highlight a few of those, starting with alumni relations. He got really emotional, Michael, when he was talking about how invested he is in BYU. And you know, we're not going to focus on the guys that are, having, like, that are complaining and whatnot, Let's, let's make this about Tom Homo and how he, he chose to address that. It, it is clear that he lives and dies for BYU athletics. I thought that was really telling. Yeah, Tom Homo doesn't just care about the athletes. He doesn't just care about the athletic department. He cares. <laughs> he, he, he doesn't just talk about it. He lives it, like, like you said. And I, I, I don't know how many injuries I've had here. Call me Robocop because my 16, body's been destroyed and rebuilt 17. many a time. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're talking in, in double digits for sure. Old man Elisa. Yeah, and uh, I, I just, I, I've had so many surgeries I don't even care to count. One person has called me for every single surgery. Before every single surgery, he's called me before I got into the operation room and said, Michael, thanks for contributing to this program. Thanks for sacrificing your body for us. I hope you have a good operation. I hope everything goes well. It's Tom Homo. Tom Homo. Wow. Second only to my mother, Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> I love the guy. He, he even he, so I'm I'm done with the program. I'm not I'm not a current player anymore. I'm I'm an alumnus. I just had surgery last Thursday on my knee, just a little scope, a minor scope, minor minor operation. He called me before that. Seriously? Yeah. An alumnus. So not not even a current player that that he's he's technically over anymore. So I I look at Tom and and I I hear him say that and I say yeah absolutely he cares. He wants the best for me. He wants the best for all the athletes here. It's not lip service, okay? So he wants everybody to be happy, and he's going to try his hardest 
to create that atmosphere within BYU athletics. Absolutely. Like that. He also mentioned the relationship with ESPN. They do a lot for us, and we do a lot for them. That tells me one thing. Ratings are really good. There are eyeballs on BYU. ESPN benefits from it. BYU benefits from it. That was great news because some fans are like, oh, eight and five, third season in a row. ESPN, they're going to they're gonna pull the plug, man. No, no. Not true. The relations are really good. That a direct quote from Tom Homo. He also brought up Dave Rose. He just signed him to a five-year contract extension, said he hopes that BYU has Coach Rose for the next 15 years, called him the face of the program. Talk about a vote of confidence for the basketball coach. Holy cow. So, yeah, Dave Rose is not going anywhere for a very long time if Tom Homo has anything to say about it. Now, the underlying theme of all of this and the major storyline from this sit-down interview was that Tom talked a lot about independence and that it's very, very difficult. Listen to this. Uh, being an independent is very difficult. I, I think it's if you look at an independent team that we've talked about that is really the epitome of independence is Notre Dame. And it's not easy being Notre Dame right now. Even the fighting Irish have a hard time. He said he has conversations with Jack Swarbuck, the athletic director, and they're good buddies. He said it's, it's hard. It's hard to be an independent. Can I just say that when I heard that, because I heard it on radio yesterday, and uh, it, it just kind of warmed my soul a little bit. Like, okay, we're not alone in this. And, and I mean, Notre Dame, in everyone else's mind, is that they're the independent team, and, and, and we followed suit after them. But they, they paved the way, and, and to know that they're struggling too, it kind of, you know, it, it, it gives me a little comfort that, that uh, we're not the only ones that are struggling. They're tied in. Yeah it's, yeah, it's hard on multiple levels, and he addressed that at length. It is clear that BYU is pursuing a Power 5 conference, whether that happens at the next major college football shift, if there is one, and Tom Homo says he believes that there will be another major college football shift, and he wants to be in a position as an independent to be an attractive option for one of the conferences to be like, okay, yeah, BYU, we want you. Okay, So now people are like, well, the conference championship thing. We're not in the Mountain West anymore. We want to play for a conference crown. That's awesome. And there is relevance to that. Just like you said, there's, it unites teams. It unites fans. But Tom, as of right now, is not looking at the Mountain West Conference. Listen to this. Uh, being an independent is very difficult. I, I think it's, if you look at an independent team that we've talked about that is really the epitome of independence is Notre Dame. And it's not easy being Notre Dame right now. Okay, we just played that. We just played that that bite, but the other bite, the other bite. Yeah, Tom Homo said, "Look, we're not we're not looking back." And when he said that, Michael, what was your reaction inside? We're not looking back. I so I actually I don't really have a big problem with the Mountain West. And obviously, first, if I have one choice, I would I would obviously want to be in a Power Five conference. But if that's an option. Let's go to the Mountain West. You want to go back? Let's go back to the Mountain West and beat everybody there and get into a BCS game. Let's, let's, let's play. You're, you're disagreeing with your boy Tom Homo, at least right now. I, I'm not saying Tom Homo's wrong. I, and I back him up. But right here on this topic, <laughs> I don't think the Mountain West is that bad. Of a, and, and he doesn't say that he doesn't want to go to the Mountain West. Yeah, he didn't he close just says, the he door says, entirely. He's focus right now. It's just not right now. Let's hear the bite now. Let's hear the bite. While we're looking at this, we have to focus on the fact that we're an independent team right now playing an independent schedule, and that's what we got. That's where we are, and we're not really looking back. The door has not been closed, so I'll give you that much. 
Okay, he he's, does a really good job of not making things definite. Okay, but right now it is clear, look, we're going to do everything we can as an independent to try and become attractive to a Power Five conference. If and when, and we hope, that this major shift in college football, this second shift that people are projecting, happens. And, and he's just doing his job. He wants BYU to progress. And, and, and I, it's not right to look back, but I'm saying Mount West is not a bad deal. We go back there, we get some, some wins, get a better chance of making it to the big game. Okay. Well, there, there is that draw there. However, it's hard right now, notably in scheduling, because you don't have eight automatic conference games. And so there's been some people saying, well, the home games are awful for BYU this next year. You know what? There's Cincinnati, Fresno State, Boise State. Okay, it's not exactly uh, resonating with the BYU fan base. But what he did say is, look, we're going to play these tough games on the road because they're going. that's how we can get them to come back to Provo. Look at 2017 and 2018 and 2019. The home schedules get fantastic. You just need to be patient. Just hold on. Just wait. Just a little bit. Give me a year. But the big games away also aren't a bad deal either for our fans because we have so many fans outside of state. That's the thing. From a national perspective, independence is good in that way because you're going to Florida. You're going to Connecticut. You're going to Austin, Texas. Now you're going to Lincoln, Nebraska, to the big house in Michigan, to Missouri. Okay? You're going to all these places, and that, that makes your national fan base happy. Yes. However, okay, now I'm going to shift the tables. I, we did need a big game at home this year. Can we, Boise State be that game? Boise State could could potentially be that game, and and uh, they they're kind of becoming a new rival for us. They have had great seasons. If they have a good season this year, they're going to be that game. I think so. That's going to be the game that the Lavelle Edwards Stadium sells out. The fact is, it is it is hard, and winning makes everything better, and it starts in Lincoln, Nebraska. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 192. You want to harmonize with that? 192. <laughs> that was right on. I took acapella for four years in high school. I don't know if you knew this. But yeah, well, I was pitch way perfect. off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I was so bad. That, yep. That's going to be vined. <laughs> yeah, I'll just prepare yourself for that. That's, yeah, that's going to be an ugly moment for us on this show. Oh, we're going to be famous. <laughs> Our Twitter question today, what are the hardest or best things about independence from a BYU fan's perspective? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At TX Colonel, tweeting in from Texas. Variety in opponents and location, access... More games on TV and online highlights than all of the Mountain West Conference years combined. Remember the mountain, Michael? I do. I do. No comment. ESPN greater than the mountain. Up next, one of Michael's former teammates and an NFL hopeful, Paul Lasique in studio. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Join the happy throng using the hashtag BYUSN. Michael Elisa with me here in Studio B, special guest host. Looking fresh, bro, on his birthday. Happy birthday, man. That's the third time I've said that to you today. 
Thank you. <laughs> Keep saying it. I want at least 10 more times. West Coast Conference basketball on the way in Las Vegas. BYU TV will broadcast 12 games, eight on the women's side, four on the men's side. Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, myself, Kristen Kozlowski, Jerem Jordan will have bridge shows, halftime shows, all access at the West Coast Conference basketball tournament. You can watch it on BYU TV starting next Thursday. BYU Sports Nation will also be live from the Orleans Arena beginning on that very same day. So, yeah, we're, we're going to be busy. What are, you, are you going to Vegas, dude? Sure. Is an invite? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Let me check with my producer. <laughs> Our Twitter question today, what are the hardest or best things about independence from a BYU fan's perspective? Send in your tweets using the hashtag, hashtag BYUSN. Our next guest, we're going to start it off with a stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. For Paul Lasique. Nine! <laughs> Paul Lasique scored nine touchdowns this season for BYU. Tied for first among all BYU players with Mitch Matthews. Paul, welcome to the show, man. Oh, well, the thanks, man. man. Thanks for having me. Did you know that? I didn't actually know that. <laughs> I, I know I scored, I think, eight or nine, but I didn't know I didn't know it was tied for, for that. For that. For first. Yeah. It's quite an honor, actually. Do you wish you had one more? I do. Actually, uh, everyone wishes they had more, you know, but I'll take it. I'm grateful for, for, the, for the time that I was able to get. So. Right on, my yeah. man. Okay. Wait, so, so, wait, nine, how many were passing, how many were rushing? Uh, seven rushing, two receiving. Okay. Nice. nice. Nine touchdowns, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you need to, like, brag it up, man. We want you to be like, yeah, uh, I'm the man. No, nah, I'm not the man, actually, but, yeah. <laughs> I, I run over people. <laughs> Bounce off my thighs. No, it was fun, man. It was a, it was a great season. I loved it. Okay, you come in here. You've, you've got a cast on, mm-hmm. and uh, you recently had uh, some surgeries. Update us on your health and, and what's going on there. Yeah, um, I broke it in the ball game last year, like right at the start of the game. It was I was pass protecting and broke it, uh, bent it backwards, and we thought it was just a sprain, but it was in, ended up being a, a break. And had surgery about a month and a little a little over a month ago, and and. So hopefully getting it off next week, next Wednesday. Okay, so next Wednesday mm-hmm. in preparation for uh, NFL Pro Day here at BYU, mm-hmm. I believe on March 27th. Yeah, is that 27th. right? Yeah, you played in the East-West Shrine game. and uh, we have Collegiate Bowl. The Collegiate the Bowl, that's All-Star, right. Collegiate All-Star game. Yeah, that's it was right. a, I think it was a week before the, the East-West. Okay, and then there's the Senior Bowl. There's a yeah. number of them. Yeah, there was three of them. So Fact of the matter is you were invited to one mm-hmm. as, uh, as a prospect. What do you think about your chances uh after playing in that game of, of getting into the nfl man it was it was actually a real a big surprise that i actually got invited to one of those um uh initially uh you know going through the season i never really thought about pursuing the nfl or giving it a shot you know i just thought i was always on kind of on the boundary of being good enough and not good enough and as a fullback and so um yeah, towards the end of the season, some opportunities came up. Yeah, I got invited to the game. I had I had a few people want to represent me and and give me a, give me an opportunity, and uh, so yeah, I got invited to that that uh, the senior uh, that game, and and it was just a awesome awesome opportunity kind of exposure. There were scouts and stuff there, and and had a number of interviews with a few of them, and and uh, it was it was physical. It was awesome, and you you knew that you knew that if you'd done well there. Um, it was a good sign because everyone there was relatively great at right at football. So, um, no, it was an awesome opportunity, and uh, a lot of it was eye formation, which is a little bit different in the BYU offense. And and uh, yeah, it was just it was great. 
Paul Asike with us in Studio B on BYU Sports Nation. I know Michael has like 25 questions he wants to ask <laughs> I, I got the, well, He's the man. One of my main the man, goals. Bro. One of my main goals. Paul is the most <laughs> humble guy I know. My life goal is just to try to get Paul to just talk about himself just a little bit. I don't think it's ever going to be possible, though. But, but my questions are kind of aimed at, at, uh, at Paul. So it, there's an Australian guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you know the name. Jared Hain. Yeah. Jared uh-huh. Haney. Is that how you yeah, say Jared it? Yeah, Jared Hain. So just rugby star he's coming to america he wants to take a shot at the nfl yep how how easy is the transition from rugby to football is it is it hard or, or, or were you just a were you just a prodigy no that's a that's an awesome question yeah he he is the man i mean it, it's it's hard man oh, bottom line it's hard it's going to be difficult um he he played professional like at the, at the top level in, in australia he's he's an athletic monster um but just you know that's that's not enough at, at, especially at the nfl level um, if someone, I, I believe that it's going to be difficult. But if some team can give him time, you know, to learn the game, then I, I think he'll be able to pick it up and contribute on special teams or as a running back, you know, whatever. So I, I believe it's just time, you know. But in the NFL, uh, there's no time, you know. It's kind of a cutthroat situation. So that's kind of my stance on on his situation. I think he's got athleticism to do it. Um, just someone's got to give him a chance in the time, you know. So. Kind of like me. It took me yeah. like two years to learn the to fully learn the game. But but you you've blossomed. I mean you you this is a sport that you didn't play your whole life. Mm-hmm. Came in you know as a as a rookie and and yeah. just completely yeah. blossomed. <laughs> I mean like it, it, to me it's it's mind boggling. It's like me going to you know another country where where the biggest sport in in their country. So you go and play rugby, dude. Yeah. Cricket or yeah. rugby, and yeah. I go there and just like just dominate. Nah, yeah, it, unheard of. That, that's amazing. Knowing you, Michael, you'd probably be able to do that anyways. But, yeah, it's difficult. It's frustrating and Humble. trying to Humble. learn a language and all of that kind of stuff. You know, and, and athleticism is a big part of sports. But, I mean, uh, learning the actual nuances of the game is the hard thing. So, um, yeah, if someone can give them time and just like I was grateful that Coach Mendenhall gave me a little bit of time, you know, it didn't, I, I didn't blossom right away. You know, it took me a couple of years to kind of learn the game. And so, um, yeah, and it's fun. It's such a fun game. And if you've seen some of his interviews, he's like – it's always been his childhood dream. I mean, so I didn't even know about we call it gridiron. So I didn't even know about NFL in New Zealand. But I mean, he 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 knows so much about NFL. Like it's been his dream. And you know, it's not about the money too because he he's already you know rich and famous in Australia. He's on a million dollar contracts over there. So I mean, it's just pure pride and and wanting to give it a go really. So. What is, I give props to him, man. What is your learning curve right now? I mean, you've studied the game for a few years, and you mm-hmm. obviously <clears throat> understand it at a whole new level, and, yeah. and it's worked out for you. But what, what's your learning curve for football right now, Paul? Um, I'm still – I still got a little bit to learn. I mean, I, I think I've learned a lot. Um, you saw in the, there was a Cal Berkeley – in the Cal Berkeley game, um, we threw a lateral – and I totally just went into football mode and thought that it was incomplete, but it was actually live, and they ended up picking it up and getting a, uh, getting a, a little bit of a return on it. So there's a, there's a few little things in the game that I'm still learning, but I think it, I've come a huge, uh, a long ways from when I started. Most so. people have forgotten about that play because you won. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, if we I forgot lost about that, it. <laughs> but I'm I mean, glad everyone you, forgot you, about you're, it. You're a baller, though. <laughs> in terms of playing the game, you're a baller, and you got yeah. it going on. In fact, so. A number of your teammates and colleagues, including former NFL player Brian Keel, have all said they feel like you have the best shot at this year's, you know, BYU NFL hopefuls. Really? Absolutely. I didn't know that either. Why do you think they pegged you as the guy, Paul? I have no reason. I, I, actually, I might have a little bit of, uh, uh, um, you know, idea. I think I think it's because of my physicality. Uh, the NFL is a huge, is huge about like kind of 
putting it like in a cliche term as if as if you have the balls to run it straight you know then then you at least you'll be able to hang physically so i think um i don't i don't shy away from contact and i'm not saying that not you know, at all i just i, the, I the like video, contact the video and would, I like, would prove that yeah i just like physicality and so that could be a, a, an idea of, of why they think that i have a you know a little bit of a chance to get in so yeah, and I, I'm gonna add great hands, great jukes, great footwork, good yeah. size. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. What do you feel like is your biggest strength as an NFL hopeful, and maybe your biggest weakness? Um, oh, mate, uh, biggest strength. I think uh, Mike brought it, brought out one of them. I think, especially as a fullback, I can catch it out in the flat for the most part. Um, you know, and and not only like. I, I love lead blocking, which is primarily what a fullback does, but I, I also um, am able to run the ball and catch the ball too, so a little bit more versatile than, than the normal fullback. And then uh, one of my biggest weaknesses, um, <coughs> mate, man, probably just like uh, endurance, I'd say, burst. I mean, especially when I'm running the ball. Uh, I'm a lot heavier than what I used to be. I'm like 20 pounds heavier than, really? than what I was when I was playing rugby. So, I mean... Um, I'd say like endurance and burst. Yeah. Is that why you got caught at Notre Dame? Yes, yes it is. <laughs> I know. The the running backs still give me a hard time for that, man. They're like and it's become a tradition that like, hey, Jamal, you get a breakaway, you we know you're going to the house. Adam, we know you're going to the house. Algie, we know you and it's like Paul, we know that you could probably make it within the twenty. You know, so I'm like, oh man. And it all starts at that game too, where it's like you only needed like six more five more yards or something like that, and I was like, man. So he was fast too, then. Come on, man. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, hey. <laughs> he was fast, man. Come on. You, you probably had like 50 pounds on the dude. I keep telling all dude. the other guys that they would have got t- caught too, but they didn't buy it. So <laughs> That's good stuff. Paul Asike with us on BYU Sports Nation, former BYU football player and current BYU rugby player. Are you going to play rugby Mate, at all? man. I'm not sure. Eh? Like, so, so, so I'm in my last year right now, and so – I'm only t- I'm only enrolled in one credit. So first of all, like I'm I'm training right now um for the pro day, and then second of all, I'm, I'm I've only got one credit. So I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to play. And I've talked with the rugby coaches, and they've they've kind of been like, well, we're going to check up with compliance to see if if you're eligible because you're a senior, you know, if you can do that. And so if if anything, it'll probably be the second half of the season, if anything, but. It's. I, I don't even know, man. <laughs> Paul, listen, man. You got a legitimate shot at being a big time running back in the league, man. Yeah. Why, I, risk, why risk injury? I, I, no, I'm nothing yeah. against the BYU rugby team. They, yeah, they're great. No, no. They, they, figure out, they brought a lot of prestige to this university. They're yeah. amazing, and you've yeah. been a great rugby player. But yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, it's, it's that's that's a valid point that you got, man. So I mean. You know me. I just like to just to just to get a few runs in here and there. You know, even but um, Is most, it too like, much to ask for him to just I'm, truck I'm, another guy. I'm saying I'm saying <laughs> this. I'm saying this. If I even do play, which is a very small chance or possibility, then it would most likely be the second half of the season. But I'm saying like that. That if is is very small. I mean, it's most likely not going to happen. If if you if the small <laughs> if that if you do play. Going for like a few minutes a game. Get, uh, just yeah. go out, be a winger. Be on the end of the line. Give me the ball. I'll make a few runs. Yeah. Get one try and then, yeah. then sub me out, coach. Yeah. Well, that yeah. Most likely, that's what it'll probably be. I'll just come in for a, a little bit at the end of the game. But yeah, I'm probably not even gonna play yet. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> when you're a back to back to back national champion, it's hard not to want to be involved again, right? It is, man. So I mean, like, so I haven't been going to trainings or anything, and and I went to one of the practices last week. 
And and one of the assistant coaches, he was like, hey, he texted me the next day, and he's like, hey, it's good to, it was good to see you again. Hey, I'm just curious, like, are you playing? Like, what's going on? And then I, I he had an idea of what I was doing, and then I finally told him my whole situation. I'm 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 only in one credit. I don't think it can happen. And so that's kind of where the if came from. So I was like, there was no possibility until last week when he was like, hey, like, would love to come and have you. And that'll be my fifth. That'll be my fifth year. Because in football you can play four, but in in rugby you can play five. So okay. I've already done four years, man. That's what I'm trying to say to them. Man. I'm like, I'm just too old for this. Let stuff, the man rest. Man. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Well, let, let the young bucks come up, you know. Let them have their turn, you know. <laughs> Paul, great to have you in the studio, man. Thanks, man. We wish you the best it. of luck at uh, Pro Day here at BYU and yep. as you pursue a 53-man roster in the NFL. Appreciate it. It is Michael birth- uh, Michael Lisa's birthday. Happy birthday, Mike. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Thank so you. we got to get that in there for a fourth time, right? <laughs> I'll take it. Bring it on. Hey, four, four times, four years playing rugby. I like it. Yeah. The correlation exists. Yeah. Paul, good to have you, man. Thanks, man. Thanks, Paul. Up Thanks. next, Corbin Kafusi of BYU Basketball in studio. BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. Spencer Linton and special guest host Michael Alisa broadcasting in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes or at BYUsportsNation.com. We remind you, it is game day for BYU basketball tomorrow. The ladies will host Portland in the Marriott Center, 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain Time. That game will be live on BYU TV. I'll have the call with Kristen Kozlowski. The men will tip off an hour later in the Northwest as they begin their final road trip of the season. Speaking of men's basketball, we're glad to welcome in Corbin Kafusi for the first time to Studio B. Corbin, welcome to Studio B. Thank you. All six feet, ten inches of you. You are you are six ten, right? Six, six ten. And and six, done ten. growing? Are, are, is this you going to get taller? I have no idea. <laughs> you grew like a foot on your mission, right? Yeah, I, I, you know, this might be the end. <laughs> I have one question, Corbin. What's it like to be six ten? Yeah, just to be a it's, giant. You know, you, <laughs> you think you're normal until like people are like looking at you weird, and you're like, oh yeah, I'm not that normal. Like, <laughs> it's kind of weird. <laughs> Hey, four straight wins for BYU basketball. That's a season-long win streak. The trend had been win three, lose one, win two, mm-hmm. lose one. Now you've got four straight. What's the key to making it five in a row against Portland? I think it's taking what we did good from the games that we did win, especially in these, you know, against St. Mary's and the games where we really came out and played well and just continuing that, you know, not letting the intensity drop at all. What were the things that you did well in those games? I think – the first thing was the intensity in general, the urgency. We came out with energy. Of course, we were hitting shots, and you never know if you're going to do that, but the key is to have energy even when you're not hitting shots. You have rebounded. Outre- when you've out-rebounded opponents, 18-0 and 0 this season. Uh, how often do your coaches bring that statistic up to you? <laughs> About every day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, that's a fair statement. So I think it's easy to, you know, it's, it's simple to say, Look, if, if we out-rebound a team, we're, we're going to win. But you're, you're going up against Portland. They're 6'11", 6'11", 6'10". How much of a challenge does that present to you guys? That's, it's a huge challenge, especially two of those guys are you know, the top, out of the top three rebounders in the conference. And so this is going to be a huge challenge for us, offensive boards, even just normal defensive boards. But coaches keep pushing it. And so I think because we know that's what we need to do, I think we're going to focus a lot on that and be able to accomplish it. We used to give Michael a hard time about, uh, you know, we're just focusing on one game at a time. You know, we're looking at the next <laughs> opponent. 
Okay. So, you know, may, maybe Michael should ask you that question just for the, the sheer irony involved in that of, you know, how do you, how do you not overcome? And I'm sorry I have to do this, uh, you know, from a former athlete <laughs> to a current athlete. Come on, man. I know no. I'll, I'll have to put you on the spot. Do you kind of look past Portland State to Gonzaga? Um, I, you know, Gonzaga is always there somewhere, you know, it's like a rivalry game or something like that. These, the big games are always in your mind, but definitely can't look past Portland, like, especially with the way that they play and how big of a win it is going to be in our season and whatnot. I think it's a lot easier for us to focus on just Portland right now. You, I, you passed the test. Yeah, I hope yeah. you realize how difficult that was for Michael. <laughs> I'm sorry. Question. I'm really sorry. I, I know how that, that feels, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you got Portland next. Tyler Hawes is uh, on top of mind for most of BYU Sports Nation. He needs seven points to break Jim Fredette's all-time scoring record. How much uh, are you and the team and Tyler thinking about that record? To be honest, I don't think we think about it at all. <laughs> Especially, especially Ty. Like he, I, he doesn't ever like say anything about it, and of, of course he would never because he's so humble. And no one on the team really knows. But like every now and again, a coach might say something. But even the coaches, you know, the record breaking is never part of like our game plan. Like when Kyle with his triple doubles, we just we never even know what's going on. It's just <laughs> go out and win. <laughs> playing. Well, so so I mean, n- nobody thinks about it a lot, but Jake Toulson has to be thinking about this. Does he have a dance prepared when Tyler breaks the record? Uh, I, I don't believe he does. Not yet. We all saw the Irish jig. I, I hope there's something else prepared for, for uh, a little this, bit this. of the chicken dance legs. Yeah. You never know. So you need to ask Jake about that. He needs to come up with something. Okay. Okay. I'll confront him today. <laughs> I, yeah. I like that about Tyler, though. I mean, he, he's kind of been like that all season. He's, he's, he's just been quiet about it, and I'm just been going about his business. You ever known a player to score 28 points in a game? quietly like he is the only player in the nation that i feel like is wow he's got 28 points oh yeah he's just so methodical and meticulous and detail oriented like i don't know if there's another player like that in college basketball i i can't imagine it you know i i get to the end of the game and think oh did ty have like six points and you're like oh no he had 28 and it's just because like you said he scores quietly you know it's not like this huge deal like he makes his points but it's it's not like he's a volume shooter he's not just hunting for shots and taking every shot yeah, it's a, it's a unique dynamic, and it you know it goes to show what a special player he is that, that he's able to become the all time scoring leader the way he plays basketball. Uh, Tyler obviously has been a, a, an important cog in this BYU basketball team for a very long time. This season has kind of been funny. I mean, it's, you've had your ups and downs. When you compare yourselves against Gonzaga the first time in the first West Coast Conference game, now to the last Northwest road trip at the end of the conference season, how is this team different? Our, our team right yeah, now? how is BYU different? I think, you know, our mindsets are, of course, different. When you're at the beginning of the season, you have, you know, certain thoughts. And just because it's a completely different circumstance, a different situation. But now, you know, with the position we've been put in, it's like, okay, there's a lot riding on these games and of course, you experience things throughout the season. You know, you every player gets to play with different guys on the team. You know, you get different matchups, different lineups, and so now it's like, all right, we kind of have found a niche. Now let's see what we can do with it the second time around. Where have you, as an individual player, improved the most from the beginning of the season to now? Um, I think just not being as nervous, maybe. <laughs> like that's my personal thing. Is just. 
it was so, you know, I was starstruck when you get to step on the, the floor at the beginning of the season. I still have that feeling, but it's not like that's dominating my mind completely right now. That's an honest and, and fair answer. I mean, coming off a mission, you, all of a sudden you're, you're thrust into the starting lineup now at BYU with Kyle Collinsworth and Tyler Hawes and, and Chase Fisher. And so how long did it take you before you felt like, okay, I'm, I'm comfortable on the floor with these guys? Um, I think it's just, you know, sometimes you feel more comfortable than other times. I don't, I wouldn't say like, oh, I'm completely comfortable now because you always kind of need that edge. But I think maybe mid, midway through the season, it was more, you know, it flowed a little bit better. I wasn't as, you know, Twitter-pated, not shaking the whole time. Twitter-pated? <laughs> Corbin Kafusi bringing Twitter-pated <laughs> to BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> I don't even know if that word even works, but <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm going to say it. You do what you want. <laughs> so yeah. was it a hard transition moving from football? Like your brother, Bronson Kafusi, you mm-hmm. were a two-sport athlete. You were on the football team. Uh, what was the difference transferring over, and, and do you miss football a little bit? Um, there, there's definitely things you miss about anything you leave behind. You know, I, I see the football guys. A lot of my friends are on the football team. Some of my best friends are on the football team, and it's like, ah, I wish I could work out with you, man. You know, I remember the good old days when you used to lift hard and run harder. <laughs> but it's it's been a different, a lot different than football and my experience there. The transition was, I wouldn't say hard, like it was worthwhile, but it was difficult. What was the most challenging part about making that transition to a full-time basketball player? Um, I think the biggest thing was just not being around the same people all the time. You know, I was my dad's a coach, and so I was around him a lot. And my brother's on the team, and I was able to do everything with him and my friends as well. But then it's like, okay, you get into a whole new situation. You know, the Marriott Center is on a different side of campus than where the football locker room is. So you're just kind of around a lot of other people. Did Michael give you a hard time when you when you moved from football to basketball? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, Mike was great about it. <laughs> He's giving him the money, evil Corbin. eye right How now. How dare you leave us? <laughs> we just need to play ping pong sometimes. You know, that's what I missed, Mike. No. Didn't I beat you last time we played? I don't Never mind. We don't we'll leave that in the past. But speaking of competition, I heard a little, you know, a little bird tweeted this out to me. Bronson, and you have an ongoing WrestleMania. <laughs> what in the world? It, who usually wins these wrestle matches? I got to know. How many pounds does Bronson have on you, first of all? <laughs> right now, he's got about 30, 30, 40 pounds. Okay. So who usually wins these matches? It's so funny you bring that up because I win. No <laughs> And no one, no one will believe me, but we have video proof and witnesses. What? And none of them. Bronson has never beat me. That's the thing. Bronson has I never beaten you since being home from my mission. In a wrestling match. never beaten me in a wrestling match. Wow. My, in the fact, the other week, we, I slammed him to the ground, and it was hilarious. And my you sister slammed mom, Bronson to the ground. <laughs> yeah, I, I picked him up, and my sister happened to be filming it, and so it's Corner, on her we, Facebook. We <laughs> need, I need this to video. get this film. We this need this video. This is critical that we get and, this footage. You know, and, of course, he's, he's going to deny everything. Oh, I wasn't even going hard. You know, I was just <laughs> being nice. But. Being the nice, bigger brother. And yeah. <laughs> oh, that man. is that. that well, is mad respect to you, my man. Wow. <laughs> so does that make you the better athlete then when you compare the brothers? Uh, you know, some would say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's been told. <laughs> I love but I'm s- not going to say yeah. anything. <laughs> I, I love the subtleties. Corbin Kafusi with us on BYU Sports Nation, a freshman center, power forward, whatever you want to call him on the BYU basketball squad. They're headed to the Northwest tomorrow to take on Portland and Gonzaga. Some news came out this week about one of your teammates, Luke Worthington. 
yeah. deciding to go on a mission. That was not the original plan for Luke coming from Mequon, Wisconsin. Now he heads out. What was your reaction to that news of him deciding to serve a mission? Oh, myself and everyone else on the team was just ecstatic, so excited and happy. We, he didn't even tell us. One of our players happened to be, we were in the weight room, and he checks his Instagram, and he comes up to Luke, and he's like, are you going on a mission? And we're all sitting there like, what? <laughs> and then he's like, oh, yeah, I am. And so we were all just so happy for him, and he's going to be an amazing missionary. What was, uh, did he, I mean, has he explained to you why he, he decided to make the transition, or has it just kind of kept it quiet? He's, he's kept it quiet, you know, kept it to himself, and I think that's a big thing to it. It is a very personal decision, and so... And we're just happy to support him in whatever he does, and we're just happy to hear that he's going out. You have a brand-new practice facility as of the fall of 2016. You'll have Marriott Center upgrades by the fall of this year, 2015. What do you and the team uh, think about what's happening with BYU basketball and Coach Rose for five more years and everything that's happening there? I think it's just, you know, everything's growing. It's progression, and I'm just happy to be here for it, and I think all the other guys are, are too, you know. It's too bad that the guys that kind of made this happen, you know, the seniors and those that played before us aren't going to be here, but hopefully we can honor them by just using it to the best of our ability. Corbin, great to have you on uh, the show. Good luck in the Northwest and beat the Pilots and the Zags. Here we <laughs> <Yes>. go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Corbin. Thank mm-hmm. you. Corbin Kafusi, let it be known, we have put out the search party to get the video of him <laughs> slamming Bronson to the ground. Poor Bronson. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm need, sorry. Yeah, we but need to go that talk is, to Bronson. That's, that's hilarious. Yeah. That's unbelievable. But if there's video, there's video. <laughs> With the generous support of the Cougar Club BYU 623 student athletes, just like Corbin Kafusi. Our role models, leaders, graduates, and champions, be willing to help them succeed with your donation. Learn more at cougarclub.com. And of course, welcome to the club. We discuss more about Michael Elise's birthday, and it's Jimmer's birthday, too. What? what? BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the birthday boy, Michael Elisa. We're in Studio B. Great show thus far. Just talked to Corbin Kafusi, who apparently is dominating his brother Bronson in wrestling, which makes no sense. I, don't, I have a hard time believing that. I'm waiting until I see the film. <laughs> Otherwise, it's baloney. There's no way <laughs> that Corbin could beat up Bronson. Would body Corbin, slam would Corbin him. lie, though? I don't think Corbin is capable I, not, of telling yeah, a lie. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't take him for a liar. So <laughs> We just need to get that film. I, I just can't even fathom it. Also, I had Paul Lasique on BYU's NFL hopeful. Tells us, tells us the scouts really like his physicality. How can you not when you're a bruiser like him? Yeah, I just tree trunks for legs. <laughs> Those help. <laughs> that, that always works. The West Coast Conference tournament coming up a week from tomorrow. BYU for a fifth BYU TV rather for a fifth consecutive year will be in Las Vegas at the Orleans Arena, broadcasting twelve games: eight on the women's side, four on the men's side. Unprecedented coverage, including BYU Sports Nation, each and every day from the arena. You are not going to want to miss it. Starts next Thursday live in Las Vegas on BYU TV and BYU Radio. You know who else has a birthday today, Michael? I do. Jimmer Fredette! Jimmer Fredette's birthday. And here's the thing. Last night, he has his high school scoring record broken, okay, in New York. And now Tyler Oz is going to break his BYU all-time scoring record tomorrow! 
Happy that, birthday, Jimmer. Happy birthday. <laughs> that's that's too bad. I, and I feel a special tie with Jimmer. I'm, I'm not saying we're best buddies, but my sophomore year, I just got off a mission. Jimmer was big time. And uh, obviously, I knew him. And we're walk, I'm walking out the student athlete building. I say, hey, Jimmer. And he said, hey, Mike. I was like, oh, my goodness. He knows my name. <laughs> <laughs> Best that's that's day when ever. I knew. That's when I knew I was somebody. When you, Jimmer Fredette acknowledged me by only, name. You were brothers with him in birthday as well. Okay? Yeah. So you share the same birthday and he knows your name. We're we're bros. <laughs> me and Jim, we're bros. We we hang out. It is kind of funny that it's happening like Jimmer, during if you're his listening, birth- man. I'd love to hang out sometime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan. <laughs> during his birthday week, both of his all-time scoring records going to go down. Yeah, that's uh, the <laughs> the timeliness of that is pretty unbelievable. Let's ask you this question. It has nothing to do with basketball, but on the Twitter machine, we're talking about BYU football independence. What is the hardest and or best thing about independence from a BYU fan's perspective? Great tweets coming in. Let's get to some of those. You got tweets at TX Colonel Variety. In opponents and location, access. We already read this one, but let's bring it up again. More games on TV and online highlights than all Mountain West Conference years combined. Let's go back to the Mountain Network. The network that shall not be named has just been named. I apologize to all BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> but that, that was a huge concern. A big part of BYU going independent was access on ESPN. They now have that. It's great outside of the state of Utah. And much of our audience, if not most of our audience, is outside of the state of Utah for them to be able to watch BYU football again without having to pay an exorbitant amount of money to see them. Right, and, and I've had people tweeting into me about the network that shall not be named, and they said it was, uh, it was impossible to catch a game. It was so, so, really difficult. Yeah. That was a huge issue. And there are some people that are tweeting and saying, go back to the Mountain West Conference. Well, if you could have Boise State's model where you're on ESPN and you get exceptions and things like that, maybe BYU doesn't go independent, but that was not the situation back then. Tom Homo said it best. This is where we are now. We are independent. We are looking forward. We are not looking back. This is who we are. We need to go and win football games. They're trying to get into a Power 5 conference. That 100% is the goal, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. What were the conversations and for you as a player? Exactly that, exactly that. And Tom Homo, a.k.a. hashtag mom homo, if you heard, <laughs> if you heard my story from earlier today, I, somebody <laughs> tweeted that in. I loved it. Uh, he, I, I know he wants the best for the athletes, and the best for the athletes would be to be in a Power 5 conference. But if we can't do that, what's, what else is better than independence than going back to Mountain West? <sighs> Yeah, I just think so many people are just like so anti that, and and as, because Tom has put it out there like that we're not that is not our focus. But if you could have a Boise State type deal, I don't know. You know, I'm just I'm I believe in Tom Homo. Let's get to a Power Five conference. <laughs> I believe at cot underscore boa football toughest, less huge postseason opportunities, best bigger variety of opponents from all conferences. That's the one thing. Nebraska, Michigan, mm-hmm. Texas, Missouri, Michigan yeah. State, LSU. It's fun. Big names. Love it. I like it too. We'll whip it next on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. You know what we do now, Michael? What do we do now? It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Baseball. Uh. 
The Cougars, who were originally scheduled to play in Oklahoma on the road this week, moved their series to Las Vegas due to ice on the field. Yeah, bad weather in Norman, Oklahoma. Beat the Sooners! The men's golf team plays fourth in the Jones Invitational, led by senior Jordan Rogers' top ten finish. The women's golf team tied for third in the Julian Stigger Spartan Invitational. Alexandra White finished fifth overall. Nice. Future guests include Jonathan Tavernari, live from Italy. He will join. He, he's always fun, man. He's JT. JT. He's very opinionated, and that makes for great, great, great television and radio. Great personality. <laughs> that guy is loud. He was here my freshman year. He was playing basketball here. And uh, you could not walk into a room with the guy in the room and not notice him. <laughs> he, he, his JT, personality man. fills up a building. Johnny Linehan of BYU Rugby, or Johnny Rugby, will also join us on BYU Sports Nation later this week. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health when you need it most. DexterLaw.com, and it goes to Tom Holmo, or as Michael has just dubbed him, Mom Holmo, for placing phone calls before surgeries. He's that guy, man. That's, that is Tom. He loves BYU, like so much so that he got really emotional talking about how much he cares about the program. What other athletic director is getting emotional in front of the media like that? Just like, that's just who he is. And gets emotional about it and then backs it up yes. with, with his actions. I love it. Twitter question today. What are the hardest or best things about independence from a BYU fan's perspective? Tom said it's hard to be an independent. Some more of your tweets now. Tweet, tweet. The hardest thing about independence, says at BillyPen2380, is being invested in the season after the first loss. No championship to play for. That And that is, that is the valid concern. Okay, it's all or nothing, it seems like, with this team. At Katie Ford, 14, not playing the same teams every year. In other words, in basketball, we play teams every year and look forward to specific games. So, so being able to establish the expectancy, yeah, with the teams that you play every single year. That's that's I understand that. Hey, nice job, man. What a way to celebrate your birthday. Everything's downhill from here, though. We'll do it again tomorrow, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Paul C.K. Corbin Kafusi. We're out.